episode 264, Roger Salam. Winning with a mastermind. Welcome. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. I'm Adam Lewis Walker, former teacher and athlete, now turned lifestyle entrepreneur, best-selling author, keynote speaker, and host of the Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Every week, I start it off with me, myself, and I and my thoughts on the week, and this is also accompanied by the brand new for 2017, Awaken Your Alpha TV on YouTube, so please do jump over there. Get to the podcast. I'm getting to it, Alan. As usual, please do head over to ayalpha.com to connect with the show, connect with me. The easiest and most interactive way is men, please do head over to Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha with ALW, and basically connect with like-minded individuals. Share, review, like, and reach out to me, connect. I'd love to hear your story and what you're up to and what you're doing to make a difference and a change in yourself and in the world. I look forward to sharing this week's guest. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast, Live Limitless. Okay, we have a good one for you today. We have Roger Salam on this line. He's an award-winning inspirational speaker, best-selling author of several books and courses on personal development, sales and marketing, real estate investing. I've come across him through the winner's circle, and I'm really interested to talk to him today about, you know, the power of a network and mastermind and that side of things. He's been listed in America's premier experts and recipient of Thought Leader of the Year Award. Clearly, he's ready to awaken his alpha, but still, Roger, are you ready to awaken your alpha today? Yes, my friend, I am. <laughs> awesome. So that was a relatively short, punchy bio. Um, what are you all about? What would you like to add, or is there anything you'd like to highlight in there? More than more than anything, that I'm most passionate about pe- inspiring people to reach their potentials. And every day, right before this call, I just I was recording my today's inspirational message. Every single day, I record a 10, 12, 15 minutes inspirational message for the day and I broadcast it. And I, I am inspired. What I look for too is that I put so much thought into it. What is today's topic? It must be something thought-provoking. And there's a quote to start the day and, and it's, it's just gaining you know, thousands of people from all over the world. I'm interested as well, just, just from the technical side of things, because I'm kind of in this, this space. Yes. How do you broadcast that? Is that a Facebook Live? Is that a I, do, I do the block talk, block talk radio. Yep. So tell us a little bit about your origins, because much like me, you're not originally from America. You know, tell us a bit about the, the story of like, where you're originally from and what you wanted to be growing up. From Bangladesh. I came to America. Uh, I came here to go to school. I went to UCLA and nice. my alma mater. And coincidentally, my, I have three girls. 11, 13, and 18. My 18-year-old just started as a freshman this year. Oh, <laughs> it come full circle. Full circle. I'm like, wow. So I, from a very early age, very early age, I noticed I had this metaphysical bend, uh, looking back, that I actually found my diary that I was keeping since I was a teenager. And I'm, I'm talking about, about, no, probably even 12 years old, my first diary, and I found it in one of the boxes and that the, it's called my I titled it my philosophy wisdom derived from the changes and trials of life my life sort of in this journey started with my first mentor Tony Robbins mm-hmm. and uh, I used to be the number one speaker trainer for Tony Robbins for almost a decade I used to be on the road 48 weeks out of the year so if you if you really want to know so when I saw him 
at that, in my early 20s, and at that point in my life, he was the most charismatic leader, speaker, and the most profound content. And I remember vividly in the seminar, I almost pointed at him at the stage and I said, what he's teaching is so profound. I want to master it. I don't want to dabble in it. And I said, what a better way to master than to go work for him. He'll make sure I live it, otherwise he'll fire me. Yeah. That's called total immersion learning. That's called inevitability thinking. That's one of the most powerful, the most advanced thinking in, in the personal development uh, field. If your listeners have never heard of that, positive thinking will not change your life. Mm. If positive thinking would, if you'd have done it. What will change your life is inevitability thinking. Inevitability thinking is exactly what it's saying, that what you want, it's almost a foregone conclusion. It's inevitable because you have set up conditions along the way for it to happen. So now you can, and by the way, a good example of, of an inevitability thinking is, let's say that uh, you have an important piece of paper. This is a, a, a letter that I have to mail mm -hmm. tomorrow morning and I go to bed. And how many people are like, oh man, I forgot that at home, right? Yeah. So it happens to, because positive thinking will not make you remember this. So what's an example of inevitability thinking is, these are your car keys. So what you do is you put this important and put it right there together. Is there any way you'll forget that? No. So that is an example of a simple inevitability thinking that you actually do. Your listeners do this, but they haven't taken that inevitability thinking into the next step on everything when they're doing goal setting, when they're doing goal achieving. So from, for myself, it's a, I give an example. If you want to learn uh, Mandarin, you can go get, get a uh, you know, cassette tape or audio tape, or you can go to China. Where do you think you'll learn faster? <laughs> I was useless at languages, but then I got dropped into uh, Caracas, Venezuela, and I knew no Spanish. I hadn't really looked into it. I assume, oh, some people speak English. Nothing. I, I had to learn quick or I was going to literally die. You're going to starve. <laughs> yeah. So same thing. So that's an example of inevitability thinking because you said you want to learn Spanish. There's no way out. So I wanted to master and same thing. And I'm not bragging that in the same amount of time, that we were like known as the Robins Raiders, that you would drop me into a city and my goal with my team is to fill the convention center in six weeks for him to come and speak. So how did we do that in that short? It's a tremendous focus. And the same period of time, an average person would sell 100, 125 tickets. I would sell not double, triple, 500 plus in the exact same amount of time. And the difference was that uh, most people, he told me with a very perception, said that while others were selling tickets, I was living the message. Mm. So I was connecting, not selling, at a deeper level and inspiring people to awaken their own giant within so that they can just and come. Other people come and look at me and say, why is he selling this foreigner, can't even speak English, you know, and he's outselling everyone. They would come and say the same thing and it doesn't work for them because they don't have the emotion. They're just choosing the words yeah. for it. And I, and the other reason that every person gets burned out after a year, I did it for almost a decade and I'm still doing it and I have not burned out 
is because not for a single day, I looked at it as a job. I was the first kid who started doing presentations on Sunday. And everybody said, oh, the new kid in the block, he's gonna get burned out. And no, no, no. I couldn't think of a more noble thing to do with my life on a Sunday morning than to have a group of people giving me the honor and privilege of being a catalyst in their life to change their life for the better. And, and that's how I approached it. Never the thought came to me, oh, I'm going there to sell tickets. I'm going to make money. I'm going to make commission. Yeah. Those are byproducts. Yeah. I, was, I was by far the highest income earner. And here's the other thing that when I, when I started, I told myself, and if your listeners are listening, that if you're learning something new, a job or anything, first, pay yourself through the learning curve. I say to myself that I, I didn't tell Tony, I'd do it for free. And if I, <laughs> yeah. It was so important to me and I promise I would have done it for free. Yeah. And because my goal was to master, because I was willing to do it for free, I was by far the highest income earner because I wasn't doing it for the money. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. I love yeah. that. I, I mean, and I want to teach you again, just to some of the yeah. practicalities. When you saw him on stage and you thought, I'm going to go work for him, what were the next steps? Did you just, oh, uh, how, okay. how was that? Was it, yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. There's a lesson in there also. There's a whole bunch of people they call, we used to, we used to call Tony Wannabes. Because when you're on stage, there are thousands of people, everybody wants to see that, oh, it's so glamorous. And so what they have is a whole bunch of series of uh, questions and, and multiple in, to discourage people. Because after the first one, the second one, the, the people face up. Yeah. And they gave me a whole bunch of interview questions that I had to write and send it to. These, not even, these are all pre-interviews. These questions where you can like, what's your strengths, your weaknesses, your goals, and, all, and they want to know. And you know what? My first reaction was, for, I immediately wrote it, all the things that they want to hear. You know, kind of like interview. I prepared myself. One of the best questions. I researched the best answers. And then all of a sudden I asked myself, wait a minute. These are really good questions. I never really asked myself, honestly. Yeah. So then I started answering those questions. And by the way, it took me a month to answer those questions. And I'd be driving at 65 miles an hour because I don't know. Is this, what are you going to be five years from now? I have no clue. I had to think. Yeah. What, I don't even know what I'm going to do for five months from now. So I started thinking. And then by the end of the month, I got so clear. It didn't matter whether I got the job or not. Mm. They already did the greatest favor to me. And then I made a goal. I said, I'm going to get hired before even they see me. My boss, who's still a very, very dear friend of mine. And what I did is... This is back in the early 90s, no nothing. FedEx just came on the scene and I did not send them my resume. I sent them my portfolio. I went and folder and on one side was my resume, all those questions typed, not, not handwritten. And then on the other side, I went to a studio and I took Tony's book and I said, I, and I bought the same color suit the tie, and I said, I want, and see <laughs> those, I want those pictures because those are anchors, subconscious anchors that all those people, they don't even know why they're influencing it. I took pictures of them. I put all those things in the portfolio and beautifully tied all the questions, everything, and I fed my resume. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs>
even if you FedEx it something today, you may, you always look at it. Yeah. You, you throw all your junk mail, but you will open the FedEx, whatever is in it. So I love that. I remember my boss later on saying that, hey, if when he opened it, he goes, I've never received a resume that is this well put together with everything and beautifully tied with headlines. I put a table of content. What's so that he different my references and all of those things. So he said, if a guy can put this much thought into this, it's worth taking a risk because it was a 100% commission job. Yeah. It's not like they're giving me a whole salary and everything else. So he took a chance. He took a chance on me. And what I lack on talent, I make it up on hard work and discipline. Mm. And I, I, I must be really not very smart. I've been working hard a lot. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but I have met, I study successful people. I have yet to meet one successful people who's not a hard worker. I'm so glad we got that story of how you got in. Because again, you can easily wash over, oh, you want to work for Tony Robbins. But even back then, it was very competitive. And like that, just competitive. outside the box and just differentiation. And like, like you say, it's, yeah. that's great just to stand out. And that's, that's yeah, so why, me? why you? The question that you need to always ask is, why you? Why me? Because it's so competitive, so many people, so many things, so that then you go at your personal brand. Just to kind of round out this story, so you were doing that for 10 years. When was that almost like a second awakening moment when you thought, I'm going to you know, branch out by myself? Or did you? What happened when you moved on from that, that phase of your life? I did that for five years on the road. Then I retired at the ripe old age of, I think, uh, 28 or 29. I literally retired in Florida. I was at the peak of my career and I was in Florida and I never got off of plane. I just went to the beach, took a penthouse and retired. I had no money in the bank, no bills, nothing financially set. And right at that point, after you know, two months, I was pulling my hair out. All the waves looked the same. <laughs> and right at that moment, I got a call from UK. The guy, Andrew Hughes, had in Holland Park <laughs> and his office. He called me and said, hey, I bought the rights for Tony for UK. I called the company and said, hey, how do I market you? I said, you should have thought about it before you gave him the money. <laughs> and they said, our number one guy just retired in Florida. He's young. Maybe you can talk him out of retirement. <laughs> so I said, Andrew, your, your timing could be perfect. So he said, please come. So I flew to UK in London and I brought a, I put together my team and I sold out the convention center in, in London. And I also trained the trainers so that they would not be dependent on me. So that it's a uh. So when the seminar was over, successful, brilliant, and then he called me the day after and he said, listen, Roger, now that it's over, he's not coming back for another year because that's his contract. And once a year, he'll do the event for life for him. He goes, what are we going to do in between? He goes, why don't we market you? Because you're the one who trained us. You're the one who sold out the convention center. And up until that point, my self-esteem was not high enough. I looked at myself as the salesperson for the speaker, but never the speaker. I was the mini speaker. I was the mini speaker. And, and I said, you want to promote me? 
I said, what? Who else is in the room? No one else is in the room. And he goes, yeah. He goes, I went and surveyed the companies you spoke, spoke at. And I asked them to, to grade you on a scale of one to 10. They gave you 12. And that's why I'm talking to you. And so, so that's how my own journey started accidentally. I wasn't planning on it. And I am loyal to a fault. Mm. I would still be with Tony if he once said that, hey, stay here. To this, to this day, I'd still be there. And I'd be happy to stay there. I'm just, I want to make a difference. And yeah. he, but, he just, but he didn't want to share the stage. But that's his decision. Yeah. And, and I, I, was, I, was, I made two promises to myself. The reason I left, people think, oh, uh, five years, you must have got burned out. No, not The two promises that if I'm not growing, and number two, if I'm not having fun, it's time to move on. Yeah. So after doing this for 48 weeks out of the year for five years, I could do this in my sleep with my hands tied. Yeah. I wasn't growing. But I knew at that point, I have, to, I have to move on. Until you open your space, until you empty your cup, there's nothing can be put in. So I cannot expect something else to come into my life until I, I had no, look at how anger came because I stopped. When I retired, look at how the universe brought that opportunity and I opened up UK. And then in 1997, one of my clients was in the internet field long before people knew how to spell email. So I was, I jumped into the internet bandwagon because I saw that that is the wild, wild west. And we took a company from nothing to 2 billion in market cap. Whoa. And yes, in, in 1999, from zero to two billion in market cap, I was pretty much financially set. And I was one of the early um, stockholders, millions of, you know. However, when, when the stock market crashed, I lost everything. I lost everything and some. And yeah. I, 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 I joke that, you remember the internet bubble bursting yeah. in 1999? And I say that when the stock market crashed, I slept like a baby. Woke up every hour and cried. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, did you see my face? I was like, huh? <laughs> uh, I, I made a killing in the stock market. I shot my broker. <laughs> <laughs> they keep coming. <laughs> I can't fall asleep. I have no idea. I thought like I'm saying that, you know, God, just give me the rope, get it over with. Why? Why? All this negative thought and late night I can't fall asleep I'm flipping through channels and here comes a late night infomercial with this real estate guru says hey you can make money in real estate with no money no credit I said I qualify perfect timing yeah because I'm doing a free seminar I said I can afford that yeah <laughs> But what I didn't know that it was free to get in, not free to get out. And $30,000 later, $30,000 that I did not have, and my last credit card, my Amex. And my philosophy in life is, I'll trust you on this to give me reasons not to. My relationship with you starts now. If all these people in this seminar, on television, on the infomercial, standing up and saying that they could do real estate, then I need to, I go there. And the reason it was $30,000 is because it's not, I could have bought a course for $300. And the $30,000 did not give me 
a three times, three times better information. What it did is what will make the greatest difference in your life. It's not information because $30,000, I knew that I needed a mentor. And that's why it was $30,000. And because that, that mentor, when he came to town, it made all the difference. The next five years, me and my partner owned over 500 houses in the greater Tampa Bay area in Florida. So I turned it around. So now real estate, I do as, as, my, as the best, best source for creating wealth. Anybody who's become wealthy anywhere in the world, either in, in America, seven out of 10 millionaires made their millions from real estate. The other three who made money elsewhere bought real estate afterwards yeah. for their portfolio. So whether you do it before, so I believe real estate is the ideal business to make money. And that's why even today, I do my real estate investing seminars all over the uh, country, all over the world now. As a matter of fact, next week, next month, I'm going to Costa Rica. You touched it there with the, with the power of a mentor and, yes. and immersing yourself and you know you could have got the information. So I really want to talk about the winner's circle and the power of not just a mentor, but also sort of like the mastermind aspect of it and you know, surrounding yourself with others on a, a similar mission. Talk to us about the winner's circle and, then, yeah. and how that all came about. The two philosophy that I have, I live by my life. Number one is who you hang around with, who you listen to will determine your destiny. Who you associate with and listen to determine your destiny. Number two, none of us is as smart as all of us. Those are the two foundations. So I, if, if nobody has disagreed with that, so I said, if you really believe, you've, you've heard the statement that your income is the average of the five people that you hang around the most. But I believe it's not only true for your income. I believe it's true for your health, your wealth, your happiness, your attitude, and just about everything else will be affected by who you hang around with. If you hang around with five broke people, guess what? You're going to be the sixth. <laughs> if, you, if you want to be healthy, don't hang around with couch potatoes. They're going to drag you down. So I say to myself, if that's really the... I started saying, okay, how do I hang around with successful people? And I read Think and Grow Rich Again. And there it is, right there, saying that the most powerful principle that Napoleon Hill said in the world is the principle of mastermind. Yep. The definition of mastermind is when two or more people come together in the spirit of harmony and cooperation, either to reach their individual or a shared outcome. When two or more people get together, a third invisible mind develops, hence the mastermind. In winner's circle, one plus one equals 11. Mm. And that's, that's the power of the mastermind. And I couldn't find what I was looking for. So I did the next best thing in 2006 with a friend of mine, a uh, very dear friend, Dave Hendricks. We formed our own, the Winner Circle. So and Winner Circle started as an invitation-only guru mastermind group for real estate gurus. But when 2008, nine came and all the real estate gurus went by the wayside, I was forced to open it up to other gurus. Now, podcasters, anybody who's a specialist in something, subject matter experts, are invited to join in regardless of their subject matter. So by out of an, uh, adversity, we've become better now because it's a much richer organization. People from all walks of uh, life come in there. And once a year, we, I do masterminds all over the, uh, throughout the year, but once a year, my flagship event is I take 100 thought leaders on a cruise. 
And this is my 10th year. This yeah. year is 10th annual mastermind cruise in December. And, and I'm not saying to plug it in, that if you want your life to change, then this is an opportunity in one place to hang around with hundreds of these kind of people and you know exactly how far they can go. This makes so much more sense now listening to your story about, you know, the total immersion kind of approach. Yes. Everyone on a boat for seven days. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> seven days. No. <laughs> we, and this is a, because we're all gurus, we're all speakers, authors. So it's very, so it's, it's a no pitch mastermind. It's therefore you share best practices, you share resources, you share what's working and you do joint venture. What is it that you need and what can you give? So people come, with, I prepare them to come and in one place. What are the business practices that you're doing that was working for you, that's not working for you, so that I can learn and I don't do what you did that didn't work? Talking about your network, obviously all these years of doing the, the specifically the cruise and all these people you connect with, this is gonna be quite an interesting question then. Who do you recommend or who would you suggest from your network really jumps to mind when you think it would be a great interview for this show. It's not like I'm going to hey, interview Tony Robbins. And for example, you know, of course, if the number one motivational speaker in the entire world is not Tony Robbins, it's Les Brown. Mm. So Les Brown is going to be on the cruise ship. So of course I can connect you with him and he's a friend and you can interview him. Oh, that'd be awesome. It'll be a phenomenal interview. However, I find it's more fascinating just when somebody has figured out one little yeah, thing, when you niche it down, yeah, it's niche it down because in this day and age, you specialize or die. Mm. And so those people, there's a saying that riches are in the niches. Find a niche, become rich. <laughs> so all of these cliches, but there's something about it. That's why they're a cliche because they're you know there's a degree of truth in it is there a standout kind of quote or ethos that you like to live your life by is there anything that pops to mind i, I really when i say that I, I live by life by this is that i mean it that uh, who you listen to and associate with will determine your destiny so if you, it is that simple that this year just look at who are you spending your time with and then change if you don't like it then change the circle get into a new, new circle of people. And easiest way to get into a new circle of people, join a mastermind group. And if you cannot find, find one, then do what I do, create one. Make sure that anyone that you invite is better than you are. Because if you're in a room and you're the smartest person, it's time to leave. Awesome. I think that's a, a great way to start kind of wrapping this up. But what's the best way people, people can connect with you if they want to find out more about all and everything that you do? And they can go to the, uh, the Winner's Circle website, the winnerscircleinc.com, and they'll find out about all the different masterminds that I do. So lifestyle entrepreneur, just to define it, is first, you design your lifestyle. Then you find a job or profession or a business to support that lifestyle, not the other way around. Yeah. Not the other way around. You have you're an example of that. I love no, I love I love that because that that's just how you sort of articulated that. That makes me think of you know I was a teacher. I wanted to move to the America into the wilderness, basically middle of nowhere on the Great Lakes. Uh -huh. That's not going to support it in that. So then I you know yeah did exactly. it that way. So that makes complete sense to me. Absolutely love it. You can have anything you want in life if you want it bad enough. Yeah. And so 
question is, I literally have a friend, these have become friends that I spoke at a lifestyle, lifestyle entrepreneur summit. So, so there's not just me, there's a whole genre of entrepreneurs that are becoming lifestyle first. We make our decision based on the lifestyle. Like, where have I not been? So I want to do mastermind. Why do mastermind save in America all the time? And I organize these things. And when I go to a new country, when they come to Bangladesh, the things that I do, they cannot do as a tourist. Transformational events. That's how I design them. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure today. And as I say, if you ever, if you ever need someone to come and deliver some knowledge bombs and just ask, I'd love to help you out. And, as a uh, matter of fact, I will do if you, I know that this year uh, you have a conflict of dates, cannot come on the cruise. So I'm going to reciprocate that uh, in January. I'm, I do interviews also. So I'm going to interview you first so that at least my tribe knows about podcasting and your mission. How did you create this? I mean, this is what inspires me that I want to know your story. So that how did you come from England and the great place? How did you end up in there and making a living? But you did not grow up and say, hey, someday my goal in life is to be in a great place. <laughs> no. <laughs> because these things, these things didn't even exist. So how did you reinvent yourself? That would be just my questions to you to inspire. And then of That's course, a good question. I love <laughs> <laughs> when live events, of course, uh, I do live events every month. So that next year we'll have you to speak. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate it. And uh, have a great day, man. Take care, my friend. Cheers. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. As usual, please do head over to ayalpha.com to connect with the show, connect with me on Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha with ALW, and basically connect with like-minded individuals. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back.